Jen Psaki says she has a hard time keeping up with President O'Biden. Uh, O'Biden. O'Biden. Oh, yeah, right. It's O'Biden on road trips. What? Yeah, she says she has a hard time keeping up with him when they go on road trips. Is that because when he, when he travels, security is carrying him? He's got. <laughs> <laughs> he's always wandering around. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up with lost people. <laughs> Six trillion dollar Biden budget. What? Oh my uh, goodness! Biden and actually, well, it's going to get twelve trillion. We'll get to that in a little bit. What? Pastor Toby talk knocks. I'm the water boy and. We got campus preacher Keith Daryl in the his house, yes. my his house for his house. house you know, like the second time in like like a, a, mu- a month, month or something. six weeks. Like hey, that? because yeah. because we're um, wanting you to do more content on the network. Yeah, bring me on down. I'll, I'll give you guys content. Bring you guys you want content? Down. You guys want content? I'll deliver content. Yeah. What? So it's, it's on it's on us. No, no I just need to show up. I just need to Monday. show up. Monday. Monday. I'll Monday. be here Monday. Live streaming with Keith Daryl, campus Ooh, preacher. Monday. Wow. Come on in Monday. Yeah. Tomorrow he's doing it. All right. Okay. We got Tomorrow's a live, live studio not, audience today. Tomorrow's not Monday. For people watching this hey, we do got a live studio audience. <laughs> Yay! All four of you. And two of them work if for If you us. ever travel to Moscow, you could come to our a live recording. No, no, no. Yeah. Three of them work Three of them work. <laughs> and one of them works for us and just doesn't get paid. <laughs> Actually, two. That, we got true. one. One. One guest in the house. Yeah. That's great. Say what he does, or is he just the studio audience? Oh, just, just leave it there. Okay. Yeah, he okay. might. He might. We didn't ask him about that. Okay. So we'll, okay. Just leave, we'll just leave it there. Okay. Um. Uh. Our magazine today, tonight, tomorrow. I think it'd be um, Monday, Tuesday. Is this this week? Let's just say this week is is the last week to sign We're really up. Firm on deadline for our subscription in the magazine um, because we start shipping out here in the next couple of weeks. So we need to make sure uh, if you have not. Uh, updated your address for those who are already subscribers. Log into the club portal, update your address, make sure you get the uh, the magazine to your door. We need to get the magazine to your door, and we don't want to have to go around finding your address. So log in if you already subscribed. Log in, update your address, and for those who haven't subscribed, man, you got to subscribe. Get into this uh, issue. Deep in the heart why did, why did, and the fact that Glenn Sunshine's I, I'm not chiming quite sure in, why it's worth the price of admission. It is. Yeah. Oh, Glenn yeah. Sunshine. Everything Glenn Sunshine does is yeah. yeah. Is he writing in this edition? It says featured. Yeah, that's that's the last one. I, I don't have the new cover. Uh, See, thank you, Keith. Um, wait till the next issue. That's he might not help for this. And if you aren't a club member, you can join our club and get discount at our next conference here in Nashville or Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, uh, September ninth uh, through the eleventh. Can you tell and everybody how good the rally was in South Dakota? Yeah. The well, we'll go. We can go back a year. The Nashville one was great. I I personally enjoyed South Dakota a bit more. I had a bit more fellowship. Wow. Hung out with more people. Had more meals with more people. So I, I like like at the Nashville one. I was a bit more like. What am I doing here? Because you're kind uh, of afraid of the COVID stuff. Yeah, I'm standing ter- on your yellow terrified, dot. Terrified, standing terrified, 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 standing terrified, on his dot. While your friends are getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, I was roundly mocking ridicule in Nashville. I was basically bullied for three days in Nashville because I stand on one yellow dot. Next thing you know, I'm being bullied by a bunch of grown-ups. Uh, so anyway, they, they, they kind of forgot about it by the time we are in South Dakota. And so South Dakota was great. We're having meals with people, going out with people, yeah, yeah. Uh, spending time. So it was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So all club members get a discount, actually, to all our events. So we're we're doing our rally next April, um, probably in Texas, but uh, in uh, particularly coming up in Lebanon. Uh, politics of sex. You, you can get also a get all the archives from all the conferences and yeah. yep. the club portal. Yep. Uh, if you're already a club member, make sure you're taking advantage of that, along with lots of other great uh, mm-hmm. stuff, content. 
Um, and this show is brought to you by Logos Online School, which provides a Christ-centered classical education for grades mm-hmm. 7 through 12. they got graduation coming it's up. It's both affordable and yeah. accredited. Mm-hmm. Their mission is to support parents as they raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Classes meet online daily Monday through Thursday, so you get that fat weekend with your family mm-hmm. or doing all that homework, I don't know. On Friday. Uh, with outstanding teachers who take a personal interest in your student, and unlike other programs, there are no extra fees for diploma students and honors classes. Registration is now open for fall classes, Christian, classical accredited, and affordable, logosonlineschool.com. Mm. And and look, if, if, if we hadn't been sending our kids to public schools for all these years, no, none of this shutdown would have ever happened. What you did is you had a government for decades teaching our kids, and then the government tells you to stay home because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And we all did it. So good work, and we'll pay you. Speaking speaking of public school, <laughs> government that, schools, yeah. it's gov- all wrong. Oh, Greta, I shouldn't be up here. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I should be back in school oh. on the other side of the ocean. Oh, <laughs> take her back. Yet you all come to us, young people, oh. for hope. Oh. How dare you? Oh. Amen. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet you're here. And yet. I'm one of the lucky ones. Oh, why is she lucky? People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? And they all clap. To all the school kids going on strike for climate change, you're the first generation who've required air conditioning in every classroom. You want TV in every room, and your classes are all computerized. You spend all day and night on electronic devices. More than ever, you don't walk or ride bikes to school, but you arrive in caravans of private cars that choke suburban roads and worsen rush hour traffic. You're the biggest consumers of manufactured goods ever, and update perfectly good, expensive luxury items to stay trendy. Your entertainment comes from electric devices. Furthermore, the people driving your protests are the same people who insist on actually inflating the population growth through immigration, which increases the need for energy, manufacturing and transport. The more people we have, the more forest and bushland we clear. The more of the environment that's destroyed. How about this? Tell your teachers to switch off the aircon. Walk or ride to school. Switch off your devices and read a book. Make a sandwich. Instead of buying manufactured fast food, no, none of this will happen because, the piece says, you selfish, badly educated, virtue signalling little turds inspired by the adults around you who crave a feeling of having a noble cause while they indulge themselves in Western luxury and unprecedented quality of life. Bars. Wake up, grow up and shut up. <laughs> That's what we tell you every day. No, Wake up, grow up, shut up. Is it, is it right that I was marginally distracted that there was a school shooting in Australia? I was actually a little bit distracted by that too. All I, was I hear is how there was never a, when, a shooting in Australia, and now there's a school shooting. When, when, I, I don't know how old this is. Yeah, I know. I was curious when, so I was when was the distracted. date on this. I, I don't know, but I just really like. Of course, he was that. completely wrong about the point about population. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, yeah. You know, actually, yeah. it, the fact is, God made people to be productive and fruitful, mm-hmm. and so yeah, people do need to take in more but you actually by natural like just working you're producing more than you actually 
consume. consume. Yeah, you have right. to realize the earth is resourceful. It's exactly. we're not well, we're not going to plumb the depths. People are resourceful. But people, when they talk about this conversation, whenever we're talking to people about ecosystems and then collapse collapsing, and we're talking about g- the Green New Deal, everybody is rushing. This is the poopy water stuff that I always talk about. <laughs> yeah, you this, always bring you, that every up. Time, I don't know oh, I love it. You haven't heard them? Okay, right I gotta tell you. So, oh, come on. <laughs> thanks, Keith. You're the real MVP here. So I talk to my kids about poopy water. Basically, um, I want them to remember this. The idea is this: that every Everybody in one way or another can see a problem to something, so they can see that the the, the ground right on the that, uh, the 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 ground is dirty, and so we need to clean it. You know, living room floor, yeah, some, mess some, some sort of mess somebody spilled something. Somebody spilled something. We need to clean it. Everybody sees that, but what the world ends up doing is they go get this bucket of water with a mop in it that's poopy water, and they take that mop bucket and they clean the floor with it and say, "See, this, we're this, fixing the problem." This is your government program. Yeah, this is this is your social security. Yeah, this is your welfare. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This and is so your, you know CRT. They this is- they go to clean the problem, but they've actually made it worse by spreading feces all over the floor when that was a problem. And now we've just made it worse. So yeah. that's what happens when we try and do things without actually the way doing the way that God says we should do it. And so when we talk about this Green New Deal and all this stuff and the, the ecosystem falling, what we forget in this conversation is why is the land cursed so much? Yeah. It's because of your sin. Like when we had Dr. Gordon Wilson in, on the show, by the way, you need to go back and listen to the old shows we did with Dr. Gordon Wilson. Yeah. He was phenomenal on this topic. Right. I'm just going to hit and let you go, Gabe. Yeah, but no. he just talked about the fact that Listen, um, when we look at what's going on, the Bible talks about your sin has corrupted the land in such a way that it is cursed. And so it's not going to yield for you the way that you think it should be operating. Christians should care about the environment. Christians should care about creation, but they should care about it and treat it the way God says to care about it and treat it. Notice that none of these people are talking about repenting of sin. Maybe we're the problem. So they get someone, we're the problem. They just say like more poopy water. (laughs) There we go. go. And and that's that's how we treated this whole COVID 2020 thing. Uh, Yeah, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Just this last week, University of Louisville, Louisville, that's, you know, Louisville. 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 He's like Louisville. I was like, that's in Ohio. (laughs) 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 They they came out with a study where they synthesized all this data from, you know, CD and, and so forth, um, uh, and and they found the result was they found case growth was not significantly different between mandate and non-mandate states. Yeah, surges were equivocal. Yeah, and and then the, their conclusion was mask mandates and use are not associated with slower state level COVID nineteen spread during COVID nineteen growth surges. Gabe, that's just because you don't have enough faith. And, and you and, have and, to and, believe. That, is, you have to believe. My faith in, is broken. In the face masks. And it's amazing. And that's always the government's move is they're able to sell fear, and we're the ones who are mighty to save. Yeah. We're the ones who can protect you. Yeah. And yeah. so as long as it might help, it might help. It might and, save one and, life. And yeah. we don't know. The science isn't yep. clear yet. And so right. you're able to have this open ended and like, oh well, if it saves one life, and who wants to be the bad guy? And say, oh yeah, we bumped off. But it's grandpa. trusting in man, mm-hmm. not trusting in God, not trusting in fact and truth mm-hmm. right well and, and what's coming out with all this vaccine stuff um uh the the website v-a-e-r-s um they're the the cdc's organization that um they report yeah receives uh reporting from vaccine deaths yeah okay, okay or so any again, adverse effects to yeah the or adverse effects yeah. and and it's kind of there's some weaknesses in it uh it's so it can be self-reported and they also don't uh, uh test every case to make sure it's actually a death because of the vaccine or not. Right. All it is capturing death, death because or death, death with. Yeah, with, <laughs> with that's right. Yeah. All they're capturing is, hey, this 
uh, this person got vaccine uh, vaccinated on this date and they died over over here or got sick or whatever. Uh, yeah, they, it doesn't Com- say they died from cancer or right. anything. Right. So that's a just one caveat there. But what's crazy is since December, this website has received has reported that there's been about four thousand deaths related to vaccines since December. The, since the COVID nineteen vaccine. Uh, yes. Right. But, but it doesn't correlate it to that. Although, come on, you know, no one's getting vaccinated for the flu right now. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't have a flu right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So since December, it, we've received just a little north of 4,000 deaths. Uh, now, the last 20 years, all vaccines combined have uh, been reported about 4,000 deaths in the last 20 years. Wow. It's incredible. Last 20 years. In the last 20 years. And so um, now uh, there's, a, there's a website. The Reuters uh, fact-checked it. Yeah. Fact, fact check this this doctor in Texas. It's, we're we're going to try to get him on it's actually later. Reuters. It's okay. Is it is it Reuters? <laughs> is it Reuters? It's kind of. I always call it Reuters. Yeah. But oh wait, that's Deep is that the guy from Jim? Reuters. And, and it's Hamus. <laughs> Just let him be and, Texan. And Bella, 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 what'd you say? Belarus. Belarus. <laughs> oh man. You, you know about the. You the guys got to catch the, the Daily the, News the Brief. Prince of Belarus. <laughs> mm. You guys got to catch the Daily News Brief for this. I just realized that most people don't know who Jeff Scott is in this room. But anyway, that's another conversation. I, I, I'm just so glad that I, we got all that love. And that, I love Jill Scott. The Fight Life, the Fight Life Feast Scott. family yeah, group. Yeah, man, that was great. Pouring it on. From we the Daily you. News Brief. We love brief. you. Anyway, Gabe. Yeah. And so what was I saying? You were yeah. talking about the Something about report. the CDC. The, the Oh, oh, um, so, so, Reuters? yeah, uh, so, Reuters, <laughs> now I'm stuck, now I'm stuck, I gotta say it, no, and so they fact-checked uh, this doctor, uh, who had uh, also written this article, but this doctor in Texas who had um, been talking about this and testified the, uh, in, in the Senate in Texas, uh, this article, and, and they said he's, he's misreporting or misstating the numbers because the doctor wasn't necessarily, um, Stating the fact that the website was kind of self-reported data and and that it wasn't directly all correlated to um, the coronavirus, COVID nineteen deaths of of the of the vaccine, and so that's that's how they kind of fact checked him. But all the doctor was saying was like, "Hey, man, we've had four thousand deaths from vaccines since December, right? Yeah. And we've had four thousand deaths and, in the last and, twenty years from all vaccine vaccinations. Yeah. And at the very least, I mean, we can, I mean, remember how they reported COVID deaths." That's right. I mean, so like with from what? Who, yeah, it was where? just like all deaths reported. Yeah, they had COVID. They, we tested them positive COVID. That's and, that's and, a very good point. And so let's at least be consistent. If we're going to make a distinction, like oh yeah, they got the the, the vaccine, but then they died of cancer. Yeah, well, then we need to go back through and do the same thing with the statistics that we had uh, for COVID nineteen. So you yeah. guys remember the swine flu back in the seventies? The vaccines from from that program got pulled. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this is with the the Carter administration wasn't it? the Carter right. administration. No. Um, uh, the swine flu happened, and they had all this government propaganda telling everyone to get the flu shot and so forth. And right. they found they pulled the vaccine. After um, a correlated or, you know, 50 people had died from it. Wow. You know, my now we've had 4,000. Well, 4,000 deaths from vaccines. With, by, from. With, by, we don't, we yeah. don't know yet what the outcome is going to be with this vaccine. We are still like, yeah. if it's but, not even really a vaccine, but we don't know what the well, outcome. It's a human trial. It's, it's, we yeah, are the yeah, human trial. Right. Yeah. Give and, it, and maybe they've, they've totally found the cure, and but well, we don't know. Well, what's crazy is is um, they, uh, the only number I've heard in all this is that six people have died from the vaccine. Yeah, that's the only number I've heard. 
It's only and six. That, that's what's been. That's, that's what they reported reporting. regarding the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Okay. The, the that's it. And, for, but there's like apparently there's four thousand people who've died since December yeah. from after taking a vaccine at some level, whatever it was. Maybe maybe they died from a heart attack that we don't know. Right. But that's an alarming number that's being reported on the CDC's vaccination. I website. still haven't gotten off the fact that fact checkers fact checkers. I I don't think they have souls. <laughs> I just don't. I really don't. I, so I was on Facebook. There was a guy on Facebook who uh, posted something that said he had a sign. He was holding it. Just because we disagree with each other doesn't mean that we can't be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got on that on the on the the message and I said, "Kill him!" <laughs> right? <laughs> Joking. Yeah. Right. right? Um, that's what you. <laughs> they took the comment down and said, "This violates our group standards, and you're not allowed to say that." And so I appealed it. I was like. It was a joke because right. I actually agree with him. Right. Yeah. A little sarcasm. Right. Little sarcasm. So this came back and said we had an individual look, look at, at this it. and it still violates the standards. No sarcasm. Because you can't be friends. So, yeah. So, so you can't be So friends. comedy is dead. Yeah. Sarcasm <laughs> is dead. And actually the fact of agreeing with someone, yeah. they get to. So, guys, Levitical law is inescapable. Yeah. But that's. The fact that that's being controlled in that way right now should make everybody just mm. a little bit concerned mm. that, that they're even removing the ideas of kill him and actually agreeing with him right. can't. Yeah. They're controlling language. Yeah, it's true. And, Every and, form of language. And speaking of which, Gabe, you're right. It actually is Reuters. I was, I, I okay. know somebody's on there is like mad. Oh, and wow. Like, I, was you? Totally, I was totally playing with you. Hey! <laughs> yeah. You were being sarcastic. Friends. You're friends. You don't want to be dead. You don't want to be dead. See? Fact checker. Toby killed it. You don't want to miss the next segment with Zach Leidenschlager. Um, this man is going to... He's a beast. He's a beast. He's going to yep. take you into the inside room Lattishager. of South Dakota Political politics. ninja. Is Christine Noma conservative or no? We find or out gnome. next. Or oh, no. No. <laughs> there you go. More cross-politics coming up next. My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996, so I'm coming up on 24 years. When people ask me, does it really work? I say, oh, it works fantastic. I send my money to somebody every month. But we had a need. My wife uh, was spent a little bit of time in the hospital about three months ago. And so I had, I had a checklist with about 39 names on it. And 39 checks came in. Some of the cards, some of the things people had to say. It was amazing to watch. That's energy right there, Keith. That's how you start a segment. I'm feeling the juice. You feeling that I, I will bring the energy that you guys need to this show. Welcome back to Cross Politics <laughs> on the one and only Fight Left East Network. Thank you for joining us. And we are very grateful to not only have Mr. Keith, the campus preacher, I don't know. Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> In the studio, but we got with us on the line, coming in hot on the Zoom, Zach Lattenschlager. Whoa. Okay. I was going to say it, but I'll just let you say it from I'm now sorry, on. Zach. We have Zach Lattenschlager. You've got to throw the wrench in sometimes. You gotta do it. He's Stop ready for it. you. He's a 22-year veteran of professional politics. Ooh. Ooh. Can you be a professional politic? I guess you can. Working Are you still keep your soul. That's going to say, yeah. That's, that's what it is. Defense of rights to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. He's the past vice president of the National Association of Gun Rights. Mm-hmm. How are you guys packing today? Huh? Yeah? Okay. What? Where he worked to build and lead its 4.5 million member army. He worked in 40 state legislatures, served as a registered federal lobbyist, put together, led the team, which has made constitutional carry. 
the law in 17 states, including Idaho. Yes. Oh, Help Idaho. build and update that. It's 21. Oh, 21. Oh, now. old bio. We've, we've had a good run this year. Boom. Run fundraising, fundraising programs raised over 45 million, created the National Foundation for Gun Rights, the organization's legal arm throughout his career. He's also served on and run more than 200 campaigns. Ranging from he local didn't run races. mine, <laughs> obviously. obviously. <laughs> he only runs winners because <laughs> he's had a success rate of over eighty yeah. percent. He is an acknowledged expert in messaging, data management, door to door efforts, direct mail programs. He's a founding partner at Red Mountain Direct, which is now his current gig, full service political consultant shop with an emphasis on legislative project management, campaign management, mm. high dollar fundraising, email, direct email. Uh, direct mail marketing, grassroots mobilization, leadership, and organizational management. Mm-hmm. He and his team are currently incubating a new issue advocacy organization to end abortion mm. and to promote health care freedom. One of those is called Action for Life, and he'll tell us more about that on the show. Zach and his wife Amy live in northern Utah with their seven children, where they enjoy homeschooling, family music, entertaining guests, and every outdoor activity ranging from skiing and mountaineering to sitting outside on a summer evening, which is the best. The best. The best the hey, best. Zach, those babies baptized? Just wondering. You baptizing babies, Zach? Well, I don't baptize them, but mine are baptized. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They're pastor. Me- members he's Presbyterian. You remember when we had him on the show before? Well, you asked I, I that just, same question. You know, he's okay. just Presbyterian. Okay. He's Orthodox Presbyterian. OPC. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's the down. only perfect church? Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> hey Zach, well, that's not true. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, thanks for coming back on Cross Politics. It's been a while. It's good to have you again. Thanks for having me back. Hey, one I of the things, appreciate. Yeah, one of the things we want to talk to you about was the fact that so, given you know your your involvement in political endeavors, you got your finger a little bit you know in the water in, in the air. You're, you're, well, Annie used to live in South Dakota, right? And he's, oh, that, oh, hey, where yeah, I grew up. Yeah, I was going to ask. The, I was going to ask the question. Oh, I just I was just filling it in. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, okay. Um, question you can finish. number one. Uh, <laughs> there were two governors that basically pushed back against a lot of COVID stuff. DeSantis has come out swinging a little bit late. Yeah. Um, but uh, Christy Nome in South Dakota um, never had any restrictions on her state, which yep. was why I think it kind of struck a lot of us really strange and funny when all of a sudden the legislature offers up this tranny bill. Yeah. Um, saying, you know, only biological boys and boy sports and biological girls and girls sports. And all of a sudden she's like, nah, I, I wouldn't want to go up against the NCAA. After she'd already said, like, I'm signing the bill. And she's been, right. yeah, and all that. Um, so, um, why, um, why, do you, why did she do that? What, what's, what's happened there and, and, uh, what do you think's going on? Right. So that's a great question. I've known Christy since long before she was in the state legislature, um, she was there for one term and then ran for Congress and won. Um, for those who followed her career, once she got to Congress, she right away um, allied with John Boehner, who was speaker at the time, became uh, one of his ooh. one of his lackeys. Yes, unfortunately, wow. um, it's not that a person can't redeem their political career, uh, sure. but that's where she's that's where she really started when she got the you know got to the big stage. Um, was the junior kind of the the junior member of the leadership team. Sold a bunch of tax hikes, made Club for Growth, and just about every other conservative organization in D.C. mad. Um, and then she decided she was going to run for governor. Um, and she got to be pretty well known once she became governor. She made a big deal out about the fact that her first bill, the first bill she signed, was my constitutional carry bill. Um, okay. And then a year later, she gets famous, just exactly one year later, March uh, last year. 
she gets famous for announcing that we're not going to we're not going to mandate masks, we're not going to shut down the state, yeah. and that's of course what hit the headlines, and that was all great, and and that's much appreciated. I think that uh, those were all obviously good moves, yeah. um, and she demonstrated something. I also used to work with Ron DeSantis when he was in Congress. Um, he was one of our allies. Um, we worked together on several projects. Um, was a little disappointed early on. I agree. He was behind the curve. Interestingly, he's he's come out late, but has now sustained a much better run. Yeah, yeah. Um, even up to this point, I you know obviously he's a politician. He's going to do stuff that that's irritating. All of them do. Um, it's just the way it is, Gabe. If you got into office, we would hate you now. Okay, no. no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Trust me. Some, some, look, somebody would hate Gabe, but it wouldn't be us. It wouldn't be. Yeah, that's right. It is a fact of life, though. It's a reality that when a person gets into office, they're going to do things that they, that not everyone likes, and sometimes yeah. it's going to happen. You know, they they will do things that offend me. It's really about figuring out how to pull them into, or push them into, put them in the box. We want them in. So the background on Christie signing constitutional carry, for example, um, I'd worked on that since I was, uh, well, my dad ran for office. I grew up in, in the state. My dad ran for office when I was just a kid. That's what I, how I got into politics. Um, when I got out of high school, I started to work in, in paid politics, but I'd been doing it all through high school with him. And we'd been working on constitutional carry. It was called Vermont carry back then because Vermont was the only state that had it. Wow. Um, of course, NRA. That's right. Yeah, figure that out. Um, uh -uh. So in South Dakota, it was it, it was tied to us, to myself and my dad. If you go back to South Dakota and you go to the capital and you say a name Lautenschlager, people are going to, you know, their eyes are going to get big and they're going to go, oh, those guys. Um, and it's not going to be in a good way, uh, which we're somewhat proud of. Uh, you'll see the color drain from faces. Uh, so it was they were holding the bill back because we supported it. At that point, you had eight, 16 other states that had already passed it. Um, when I went to work for NHDR a decade ago, uh, there were only three states by then, that was 2011, three states that had it. Um, and we proceeded to pass it in, you know, in about 13 states. Um, and huge kudos to the team that, that did that and is still doing it. They just pulled it out of Texas uh, yep. this week, yep. which is mm. shocking. We did not think everything's bigger in Texas, including the arrogance of the politicians. Yep. Um, and they are they are not in step with their people. So we thought it would take longer. Um, lots of celebration going on there. Kudos to those guys. But South Dakota was lagging behind, um, partially because they wanted to teach us a lesson. Um, and so we came in 2019 and really started pushing it. Um, the lieutenant governor was one of my oldest enemies in South Dakota, um, all the way from back when he was in the House. And he was trying to kill the bill probably, as far as we can tell, at the behest, or at least with the permission of the new governor, Christy Nome. Now, she had signed, I went to D.C. during the campaign when she was trying to get elected in, in uh, 18, and, is that right? Yeah, 18. And um, she sat down, and I told her, look, your opponent's already signed our pledge to, to sign constitutional carry if we get it passed. And the reality is we had already passed it to the legislature about four times. Mm, um, and the, the governor, the preceding governor, had, had vetoed it, and we'd worked him over. She followed him around to events. He'd been eaten alive multiple times by his own constituency. And, and so both candidates ended up signing our pledge. Christie signed it as well because she didn't want to be attacked. And so 
she was quietly after having signed it, trying to get the legislature to kill it so that it wouldn't get to her desk. That was mm, what was wow. really going on. Wow. Wow. Um, she was doing it through the Lieutenant Governor, Larry Roden, R-H-O-D-E-N, which is an unfortunate name if you're going to be a rat in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we made full use of that. Um, we lit dropped his events. Why is Larry Roden trying to kill, con- trying to poison constitutional carry? I think yeah, that's how he said it. Right. Um, we caught him red-handed. He backed off. He was not happy. Um, and the story goes that after we worked him over <laughs> considerably, um, he was he went back to the you know the Sunday evening meeting before the legislature starts. You know they're sitting around, and I have my friends who were in that meeting. They report that he was whining and complaining, and oh these people are terrible. And Christie and he explains what they did, which is a politician's nightmare. Showing up at the events they're supposed to be in charge of and making the constituents mad, and then they have to spend the whole evening explaining and. And it's just mm. not fun. Um, and so Christy rocked back in her chair and said, well, that's the way these people are going to act. Let's just give them constitutional carry. Um, in, in other words, we forced her hand. She mm. could not actually come out and oppose it. And they got tired of paying the price for running contrary to their good, gun, gun-loving, God-fearing constituents. So yeah. she rolled her desk out into the, into, the, into the rotunda of the Capitol, which is rare, and got everybody around and announced – this is my first bill. This is how pro-gun I am, that the first bill I ever signed as governor is constitutional carry. Yeah. I just follow the fact that, that we made her do it. Um, so fast forward a year, her uh, health and human services director, who works directly for her, has two committee bills, two bills running through the legislature, um, and they, they get them all, let's see, all the way, all the way through to the House, I believe it was, um, and but these bills do two things, allow state government to mandate masks and allow state government to shut down the state. Oh, wow. They had to change the law in order to do that. These are her administration's bills. Wow. They are moving because they have her full blessing. They get to the state house, and by this time, we're just off of passing constitutional carry. We've been working the legislature, legislative races for a decade um, and winning between 10 and 15 state house seats every cycle. Wow. Um, wow. And so we have a lot of friends in the house at this point. And I really wasn't working it. I was working in another state, but these dudes are all solid, great, just great dudes. They parlayed, and there's about 20 of them. They parlayed their, the house was mad at Christie because of some other stuff. And so they killed her bill. Yeah. They killed her bill. Um, and so Christie takes a couple of days, comes out and says, you know what? I'm the most conservative governor in America and we're not going to shut the state down is my idea. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah. So do I, that's a problem. Well, she's not being honest. That's a problem. But do I have a problem with her reversing course and doing the right thing because people made her do it? No, not at all. That's the way it should work. We need to stop expecting that our poli- we're going to get our politicians elected and just send them down there wow. and that they're just going to do the right thing. That's not the way it works. Eternal wow. vigilance as the price of freedom was not just about a shooting war. Yeah, that's not eternal vigilance. That happens very rarely. Yeah, when when Patrick Henry said that, Jefferson said something similar. They were referring to holding our politicians accountable. When Benjamin Franklin said, "I've given you a republic if you can keep it," that's what he was talking about. They gave us a system in which the playing field is slanted our way. Hmm. But guess what? The other side will always win if we don't show up, if we don't run candidates, win races and then hold the politicians accountable. We don't have to control every seat in the legislature. Sure. Two or three is enough. Look at what Priscilla Giddings has done and her, her allies, Heather Scott 
Uh, many yeah. others that I'm that I'm failing to mention. I'm not just you know there are many get credit there, but look at what they've done and what they've built in Idaho. You guys know this very well. Right. Um, is it a perfect? No. But are the bad guys scared silly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yesterday's yeah. event with McGee and governor for a day, and what she do? Repeals all the mask mandates awesome. the, uh, across the across the board. Priscilla actually wrote it yesterday morning. Wow. She wrote the executive order for for Janice. It was awesome. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And that's the type of thing that if, if we are there and we're taking the seats and we are fighting back, it is unbelievable what can be accomplished in the face of the majority who doesn't care. Yeah. And the reality is our forefathers looked at that and said, look, it's human nature. You look at what they wrote. They said there, it will never be it will never be wonderful. It's not always going to be great. There will often be a majority of, of politicians who are just there to serve themselves. So what did they do? They set up a system where in order to even be an office so they can serve themselves, they have to make us happy. So are we not happy? Well, then do something about it. Right. Wow. Zach, Get involved. Run races. Zach, I, I just, right now, I really don't like you. I just want to tell you right now, I really don't like you. You kind of, you know, listening to you talk to this is, I've, I've actually, I'm starting to sweat and my emotions are kind of getting the best of me right now because I want someone who I believe has a form of integrity in such a way. In principle. In principle. <laughs> yeah. Backbone. In backbone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In such right. a way that if, when the pressure comes, I mean, when the pressure comes, they have such a principle, they don't need to have 30, you know, Athanasius Contramundum, right? <laughs> That's, yeah. I want someone sure. like that who's willing to sit. But the way that you're talking about this game of, of politics, it sounds like that's, we're not going to have that kind of person. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that kind of person never comes along. Um, but let's look at the facts. Let's look at how things have worked. And it, we, we can go way back for past American history, but let's just stop there. We love to look at George Washington. We like his character. And there are many things to, to like about George Washington. But what about Shays' Rebellion? What about where he called out the army and actually went out and, and shut down right. Pro, some dudes who, yeah, were they behaving properly? No, no, they, they needed to be stopped. But the reality was that the base of their complaint, it was correct. They were largely right. Huh. Um, it was government overreach. And so we want to imagine that we can take fallen, sinful human beings, and by the grace of God, they could be elected, and we could just turn our backs and live our lives yeah. and be our happy little people out here and expect to be left alone. Mm. The reality is, that is a farce. It is not that there will not be ever a principled person. Of course there will be. There are right now in every state, there are principled legislators who are working very hard um, and doing the right thing when no one is looking, which is the, one of the true marks of character. Right. But that is not what saves America. That is not what defends your freedom. Mm. That is not. So this is not an attack on the great man. This is not, a, this is not an assault on the concept of there being a principled statesman. Yes, of course. And that is what... That is what scripture commands. But the reality is, it's just like, if, if we had that perspective in our churches, we would just preach Sunday morning and that's it. Great. We told them what to do. Now go do it. That's <laughs> yeah. all there is to it, right? Yeah. Nah, it's a, it's a lot of one anothering going on there. Right. And mm. it's, it, it's not in the same in the sense that it's the base of the Lord Jesus Christ and our mutual, our community in him. Yeah. That's not the case for politics. We're, this, is not a, this is not an ecclesia. Uh, but it is a community, right? And it is one under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. And He's placed commands on them and on us, and we're supposed to enforce it and not just 
send them into the wilds and expect them to perform. I, I think one of the, the things that I've learned in, in the last, I mean, really since we started cross politic is that, uh, the, the church has forgotten that they need to continually fighting, you know, fighting, mortifying your sin, fighting your own sin, but also, um, fighting evil in our culture, um, you know, working, uh, hard to create a good community. Like it, it takes real effort and real fighting. And then you apply this to politics. Um, you know, Christians have even just absolutely abandoned the political realm, uh, in the last, or at least, right. you know, my generation, the last 40 years. Uh, and, and we've abandoned it and we've stopped fighting in a way that, um, you know, creates what you've been doing, creating, uh, kind of pushing the right kind of you know, the leaders to do the right thing. Right. Um, why, you know, why has that happened? Why have we stopped fighting, um, you know, in the church right. and in and, and culture and politics? Why have Christians been so non-vigilant? Yeah. And I think that there, of course, there. Uh, the the easy answer is we've stopped applying the Word of God to our lives and recognizing that Jesus Christ is Lord over every area of life. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, when it comes to Jesus Christ being Lord over the political and cultural areas of our lives, it's because we've imbibed this idea that well, as long as I'm not being actually directly commanded to do something that's specific that I believe and I recognize is. Yeah specifically yeah. forbidden or uh, being commanded not to do something, then I don't have to be involved. And we ignore the command in First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 24, well, 22 through 24, which ends, you were bought with a price. Mm. Do not become the slaves of men. Now, the context of that discussion is a very balanced um, command, which includes and, and, and encompasses the reality that we all have a certain level of slavery and a certain level of freedom. And that um, and those, for those of you who think, well, you know, I'm, not re- I'm an American, I'm not really a slave, really, can you get your wallet out and can you show me that hard card that's in there that's got your picture on it? Oh. Um, if you're an adult, you've got one. Bars. And it says. He's talking about driver's license. Yeah, you have permission Thanks, from Gabe. the state to drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's stating the obvious is always beneficial. Yeah. Um, that's, why, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why, that's why, that's why I exist on the show. You know, on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift, um, though. It's a gift. Is that, I, we are, it's we're, very true. So, I mean, there's so much. We just yeah, got there's, to, there's the, a lot there. Yeah. to the tip of this iceberg. But can, I just want to move real quick into right now with what you do uh, with Action for Life. You, have you paid attention to the um, SCOTUS uh, case right. with Mississippi that they're taking Absolutely. up right now? What's your yeah, thoughts on that? Right. So, you know, when we wade into that, I think the important first question is, do we believe in the uh, fairy tale, and I'm, I'm just going to say it, fairy tale of judicial supremacy? Mm. Okay. Um, that is simply false. Yep. Um, what, what do you mean by that? It, judicial supremacy? Well, today when people say judicial supremacy, that, mean that, that they mean that there is one final arbiter of the meaning of the Constitution. That if the Supreme Court says it means something, that every other branch and level of government Has to must to simply it. roll over and play dead. Like yeah. like with Dred Scott case, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we know that's always happened in American history in the yeah. 1850s when the Supreme Court repeatedly ruled uh, against black people and eventually directly implied that Chocolate Knox is not human. 
Right. That's right. Or his ancestors. They did that in this human. country? They did that in this country. Whoa. So is judicial know, supremacy yeah. the same as white Sorry. supremacy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's worse. Yeah, it's way worse. It's way worse. And what did the rest of the, what did multiple states say? What did the rest of federal government say? They said, you're, you're, that's insane. Right. We're not doing right. that. Right. Um, well, Andrew Jackson, who's an interesting dude, and I don't agree with everything, but Chief Justice John Marshall uh, hated Andrew Jackson, and he was more on the national bank side of things. And when Marshall would hand down decisions that would rein in and and curtail Jackson's as president Jackson's actions uh, to to try to uh, fight back against the Hamiltonian vision of a, of a national bank, mm-hmm. um, Jackson would simply say, "Well, Chief Justice Marshall has made his decision. Now let him enforce it." Oh, oh, yeah. I like that. I wish I, I wish our police were like that. <laughs> yeah, well, seriously. Yes. And and frankly, there are um, there are some really great county sheriffs, as you know, some great yeah. county sheriffs out Sheriff there Wheeler. who have exactly that attitude that says, "Well, hang on, hang on. You are not the Constitution. Right. Okay, the Constitution is the Constitution. You can give your opinion. However, if within our sphere we believe that you are dramatically and grossly wrong, then it is not just our right; it is our duty to say." Yeah, we're not enforcing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're well, that, not going to do that. And that's the whole vision of checks and balances. The whole the whole Correct. idea of having separation of powers was all three of these powers have particular areas they focus on, but they were to right. check one another, and not one of them was over the right. other. But Romans then 13 only problem. applies to the judicial Supreme Court, <laughs> right? Oh, right? Shut up. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> what are we going to say, Zach? Let every let every person be subject. That's right. That's right. So, so maybe then, that includes the Chief Justice. Amen. <laughs> maybe. I think it does. <laughs> so then, what, what? Unless he's not human. <laughs> oh well, the way they're defining humans. Now. The way they're yeah. defining humans these yeah. days. Is he, is he born yet? <laughs> that's the question. Yeah. As, look, as much as I disagree with Roberts. Yeah, he's a man made in God's image. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. So then, so then, what you see happening in Ohio, Lebanon, Ohio, where they're actually deciding to make sanctuary okay. cities, right. is really how everybody should be looking at the ruling on Roe v. Wade, and not just what happens in the next uh, cycle with the Supreme Court right now. Well, here's the problem. Now, I haven't had a chance to go read the Lebanon um, ordinance yet or resolution, but. I am going to bet money that it is the same as every other sanctuary city resolution that has passed, which is absolutely bows the knee to judicial supremacy. They always say, as soon as the Supreme Court decides that we can do this, then we're doing it. Oh, I see. Oh. That is what they all say. Then is it just pure symbolism? What would well, be the purpose? Well, I mean, of- so I don't know how that would, I mean, just I'm looking at some of the information now. They actually have a punishment. For months in right. jail and a thousand dollar fine, so but it only kicks in if Roe versus Wade. Is, is well, we just got to confirm that. We just we got to yes, confirm it. It needs to be confirmed at Lebanon. But I can tell you that, for example, the ones that were recently, Texas has had a huge run of these. Yep. And look, as far as building the political um, um, grassroots function, you know, the grassroots machine that you need, building the support, this is a great thing to do. It mobilizes people. It gets them out. I get that. I yeah. get that. But. Why are we stopping short of saying yeah. what we actually yeah. are telling people we're saying? See, that's, that's real that's, talk. We yeah. get all this news that this is what's going on, and yeah. the reality is um, the Planned Parenthood looks at that and says, yeah, whatever, bite me. 
Yeah, you know, and you know, and see, Zach, I agree with you on this because I'm watching people be super bold right now as it relates to critical race theory, and watching governors come out for their whole state yeah. and say we're banning critical race theory in our government schools. And I'm like, wait, wait, you have options here for abortion too. You ain't never taking yeah, a bold stand like that. Yeah, but if they're actually murdering babies, where I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, I, yeah. I was thinking like this last year. I mean, COVID, you know, 2020 kind of was like my moment where I was like, for a long time, I, I was thinking, okay. There's a lot of red tape and government bureaucracy, and I was sort of be- giving the benefit of the doubt. But as soon as the governor c- says there's a health emergency, yep. people might die, shut it all down. Yeah. Right. And yep. everybody bowed down. I was like, whoa, wait a second. So You, you wh- can't do that for abortion? What about, what about the 1,300 babies that just got murdered in my state last year? I could point yeah. you to a health well, emergency. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And even in the middle of that, um, you had some states in which the shutdowns actually technically included Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood said, yeah, no, we're essential. We're not doing it. Right. And you fought back and forth. And in some states, and this is something we did, we said, well, okay, we're shut down. That's not right. But if you're going to do it, it has to apply to, to the abortion clinics. And we actually did fight them to a standstill. They actually had to stop making appointments. They had to stop doing things. Hmm. And, it, you know, it got pushed all the way through. Um, but what that came down to is you had to force the executive, the attorney general, um, uh, the, the uh, governor, to be willing to stand up and, and actually do something about it. Right. Mm, right. Cities that are banning abortion, if they, if they had the intestinal fortitude, to actually do their do what they have sworn to do, they raised their right hand and they swore to defend and uphold the Constitution when right. they took office. Right. Okay, that means that the right to life is paramount. So if we're going to actually, if we're going to say that, well, we're going to ban abortion, then why are we not arresting the abortionists? Mm-hmm. Right. Why why are we not turning mothers away and arresting them when necessary? Shut, why shut. are we not arresting the dudes who are coercing mm-hmm. and driving the mothers to the clinics. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that none of us like discussing whether or not we're going to arrest um, an abortive mother, a mother who's trying to abort her child. And I know there's always that example that springs to mind of someone who doesn't know or is being coerced. Well, and I agree. Um, that happens all the, not That's all the right. time, but it does happen semi-frequently, yeah. semi-regularly sure. on people who kill people who have been born, yeah. right? Um but what's the difference, you know, if you had to take a day old baby and a mom takes a shoelace and strangles that baby in the crib? Mm. Well, they, and now it's a ghastly. Is, it, did she commit? It's not murder? like you'd eradicate due process. You know what right, I mean? If they're being exactly. arrested, it's not right. like yeah, oh, yeah. we just yeah, round them all up. There's all, no trial or anything. Yeah, all the factors get exactly. taken into yeah. account. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Correct. And they want to say that well, this is not due process. They don't even say that. They just say, well, you're just going to round up mothers and execute them. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. no. Right now we round up people who sing psalms, though, outside of city. <laughs> right. Let me tell you something. We are, with the push that Black Lives Matter has had in our culture, we are not allowing police officers to do cruel things to black people in our culture and tolerating it. Right. And maybe we're doing about, what, 32 a year, maybe something like that. Where 32 what? Black people that are dying at the hands of police officers. I'll give, with, you, without, I'll give you. Without a weapon. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving a, be, a above and saying, like, okay, they, be just, they absolutely killed them, and they wanted to kill black people that day. They're bad police officers. Right, they're bad yeah. police officers. I'm giving you that. I'm not even taking There might care. be 32. Uh, okay. There might be 32. I'll give you that whole a thing. A year in the nation. Black women right now are having abortions three to four times more 
than the majority culture in America. They make up 13 mm. to 14 mm. percent. And abortion doctors are going through stabbing babies in the back of the head and sucking them out the womb mm. of a mother. Right. And we're sitting up at, at, at such a rate right. that like when we were talking about this. It's not even a drop in the bucket right. of the ocean. The, the, the police brutality thing is not a drop in the bucket to the black genocide yep. that is going on right um, now. And, and it's like, you want to talk right. about brutality. Yeah, and that's just black people. That's not everybody else. That's just that's just, right. just one minority culture. Right. Hispanics are at the same rate. They're right below mm-hmm. us in the same process. Yeah. And if you step back and think about it, well, that was part of Ma- Margaret Sanger's plan. It's exactly. like, how do we limit the birth of black babies? And one of those things was, let's appeal to the clergy to get yeah. our message out right. because the they'll trust clergy. the clergy. Yeah. And so, so it's amazingly successful, especially when Planned Parenthood, I don't know if it still is, but the national director used to be a black woman. Yeah. And no, you're no, no, like, you're, you're so successful. You know yeah. what I mean? Her, their plan's successful. Right, right. Mm. So, Zach, really quick, we, man, I, I, I want to talk to you about gun rights. I want to talk to you about a whole bunch of stuff. We got to run. But would you really quick just talk about what you do at Action for Life and how people can support what right. you're doing? Well, I think I appreciate that. You can go to takeactionforlife.com um, to check us out. Uh, takeactionforlife.com, takeactionforlife.org. Um, so we have, we're working in 25 states this cycle. Uh, we have legislation going in 10 states, um, one of which is, is Idaho. Um, our goal is to end abortion, to actually ban it. Now yeah. that doesn't mean there aren't other things we can do, defunding Planned Parenthood, enforcing current law. Right. Um, what we do want to avoid is that like defund is, the police where you're really just shifting money around or is it a, a genuine defunding? <laughs> right. No, we're, and there are many that say, well, we're going to defund Planned Parenthood. And so we write a bill that says you can't use any of the money that we're already giving you to do abortions. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if you're giving me $10,000 a year, I can probably figure out how to reallocate right. the money I already have right, yeah. to do the things that you say I can't do with the money. Right. So no, this is um, our legislation. We actually, have been all the way to the Supreme Court, this, this issue has, um, on whether or not states can deprive abortion providers, abortionists, of uh, the federal dollars that, the, that sta- the feds give to the states and then say, here, let's dole this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actively working on that. South Carolina, we just came off of uh, a budgeting, um, well, we're in the middle of it. It will be in a couple of weeks, we'll actually be down to the vote. Um, but we've actually passed it there multiple times and had it struck down and then we won and then we lost and then we're still doing it. We're saying, well, that's yeah. fine. The courts can do what they're going to do. Right. So um, if you want to actually end abortion and not uh, not nibble around the edges, then this is the correct tactic. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't do anything else. Well, of course. Of course, there are there are multiple ways to attack this. But if we're not at the end of the day always saying, yes, but check out our bill which actually does ban abortion. We are actually outlawing it. Right. Mm-hmm. If that's not at the back of everything we're doing, then we're not really being honest. Right. We're saying, well, we want to abolish abortion in 30 years. Well, it's already been 50. Yeah. And the tactics mm-hmm. we're using now, that's why I say that we, we must recognize that there is no such thing as judicial supremacy. Right. That's Certainly key. not the Constitution. You can, you can create it. You can give nine justices the authority to make law for everyone else. That is not constitutional, and no one thinks that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The left does not think that. They believe in judicial supremacy when they're winning. Right. When they lose, they say, that's it. We're, I think we're going to secede. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Our, our state- we need to stack the courts. We need to do whatever. So mm. no one believes that. That's that is right. The only people who believe that, apparently, are, are conservatives who get hoodwinked into it. Yeah. So it, is, it is time to end that. Ouch. Mm. Ouch. You're going to end there. You're going to end right there with that? Yeah. Oh, Zach, there we got to have you back on, man. I appreciate yeah. you, brother. Uh, take actionforlife.com, right? 
takeactionforlife.com.org. .org. Okay, sure. Zach, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate Both. you. More cross politics coming up next. Woo. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. This segment is brought to you by Talisker. Smoky, delicious, gold. And for, mm. the, and for this segment, delicious. you can call me Tony. <laughs> Tony. It's going to be we, one of those days. Huh? We, Tony. we had a very generous uh, uh, listener give us uh, scotch glasses. They got, they got Gabe right, but they, they put Tony on, <laughs> on Toby's glass. <laughs> Who's playing clips? It's probably Gabe. It's off. All right, let's go. Uh-huh. He's like Talisker. You're fired. Talisker. Hey, don't forget to download the app. Also, this is the best way to consume our network content because that's where you can get Fight Life Feast Canada. Yeah, all the yeah. shows dropping from our Canadian brothers up there. We got more shows we're going to be rolling out here soon from Canada, and then of course that's where you can get Mark Dewey in the bullpen, Campus Preacher. Yeah, all the good. Uh, uh, the what comedian, the podcast? comedian next door. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what was your last podcast? Uh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah I just and, I, I, well, I was I was mildly encouraged someone stopped me today. He's like, "Hey, where's your podcast at?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, I was, I was on a beach trying to listen to podcasts. Like, where's right. podcast at? So, yeah. Monday. Yeah, so, it's coming. It's coming. Monday. Monday. Hey, so uh, Zach Loudenslager just kicked us in the teeth. Yes, he did. And Boy, uh, I don't like that dude right now. Man, um, it, right there at the end there, the thing he was the, the thing he was noting that you know conservative Christians, you know, judicial su- supremacy is not real. It's not a doctrine. It's not a real thing. Um, and nobody really believes it. The left only believes it when it suits them, but they don't really believe it. He says, except for some conservative Christians right. uh, who, are, who are like, well, I guess the Supreme Court said it, so I guess we have to do it. I mean, but one of the things they, they're doing, though, is they, are, they understand the potency of language. Mm-hmm. Um, God created the world by speaking. Yeah. Uh, the eternal word is the eternal son who became flesh and dwelt among us. There is great power in language. The postmodernists have a point. Mm -hmm. They recognize that narrative and story and language is power. Now, the problem is they think that then means everything reduces to just power and violence because because there's no God above. And it's not the triune God. It's not the God who is love. It's not the God who sent his son to die for sinners. How does faith come? But... But they, yeah, right. It comes by hearing, Hear, hearing but, the word. But words are powerful. Right. And therefore, if you're going to live in God's world, you have to deal with um, the potency of language. Right. So, um, uh, real quick, before you go turn that corner, and we, Christians don't miss this because we, we know that words have power in our confession of sin. Right, right. We, we know when we confess <laughs> but, but our sin to one another of, in all kinds of ways. Yeah, in, in the proclamation of the gospel, right. how does faith come by yep. the word? Yeah, when we confess our sins, when you wronged your wife, hey, you, you, confess you really, your sin. you That's really right. are able. God really does act That's through right. the word of I sinned. Please right. forgive me. Yep. I forgive you. And yep. and, and you're, you're, I want to go rec- You're actually reconciled and I'll, kind of intertwined. Like there's a truth to sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Uh, 
that's kind of false from a Christian perspective. Right. Sure. The, the use of language, and so sure. I grew up saying that, and so you're kind of hard, and anybody would say anything like, "Oh, no big deal," as long as I'm not getting beat. Right. And so, yes. So there is, but there's truth, or there's a lie to that slogan that sure. I grew up with. And then when you run with it, then people begin to respond to it. And so, rather than being a proper corrective, we as Christians right. should set forth: No language is there for truth. It's there for beauty. It's there for goodness. Well, this and, is why I want to go meta real quick. You you're don't go meta. Yeah, you don't turn on water without that's word. Yeah. Everything that's created is all you, your of word. creation is word. <laughs> it's word. It's the it's the you, word of the creator. He said, word. "Let there be and lights. Let there be water. Let there be earth. Let there be plants. Let right. there be people. We are all held together by the word." And, the, and are, the reason why it's all here is because God is still speaking. Exactly. You are recreated. So God stopped speaking. Yeah. So, the world disappeared. So and the rebellion the was a lie. Exactly. And, and, and the root rebellion was a lie about the nature of reality. Word. So that's this right. so this is why Pastor Doug always says that all at root, all battle, all war is a war of redictionary. Yeah. It's over the right to define the world. And so we're either defining the world and speaking about the world truthfully according to the way God made it, or else we're listening to lies and we're repeating lies. But that's that's fundamentally what the, the war is. Yeah. And many times our enemies are a lot more sly. And, you know, hey, the devil was a liar from the beginning. He was a crafty serpent. He said, did God really say? So it's, it, shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be surprising to us that the world comes at us with subtle lies. Um, and, and so it's, you know, uh, this he is now a she. This she right. is now a he. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's potential life. And they're proclaiming it. it. it it's a potential human being. It's a clump of cells. You know, but it's all a, a battle of a dictionary. That's right. Uh, we were just that's talking right. on the break about, uh, what is this? It's super straight? Super straight. One, one of our super straight. Super straight. Super straight. Don't say not the super straight. No Rick James on the show. <laughs> no, no, no Rick James. No. One of our, our, our audience members said that, Apparently, when you who st- works for free, well, yeah, one of the four of our audience members. Yeah, the uh, so this is like what, what kind of where are these signups are? Like, where is this? Like, you have to declare for for what? What is this for? On a dating like site, a dating I think. Sites, okay, so dating sites. Speaking of which, Keith is single. <laughs> so is Neil, right? No? Yeah, it's true. Neil, you still yeah. single? But his foot's broken right now, so he might want to wait. Oh uh, yeah, you can come nurse him. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you edit that, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But so you're signing up for a dating site, and now you're being you're, you're being asked. Not only are you straight instead of like whatever bi, trans, all the rest of yeah, it, super straight, super it's straight. straight or confused. That's all right. But yeah. it's but they but apparently it's so like you're a dude and you want to you want to date a girl, but if that girl guy girl used to be a guy or guys wearing a dress and you're like oh no i'm not into that i want to do, i want to do that then you're not straight anymore you're super straight you're super straight you know based hyper straight you know uh Ugh. this is a- angry straight um and but this is the battle of words but yeah. can i just say real quick though they just took straight from us if we got into them. the car if we let them and drove it off the cliff if we yeah. let them. if we but we, you know because what here's the thing I a bunch of conservative christians are going to take super straight and they're going to put it on a t-shirt that's exactly yeah. right. it's going to be a daily wire tomorrow uh-huh right? i'm super straight and i'm super straight uh, and you're like no you like i know what you're trying to do yeah. you're trying to say i'm loud and proud and i don't care but you just walked right into the play and now you got defined. That's you have right. to listen to Nate Wilson's talk at the rally. He goes through this so yes. well. Do yeah. not fight losing yeah. battles. Do not rush at the enemy not knowing how to fight. Don't no. don't That's right. Don't uh, just run into the spear. They got you to do it. And that's exactly And so no, we are no, we're made in the image of God. We're male and female. We're heterosexual because that is what Christ is making us into. He's remaking yeah. us 
into the whole human beings that we were created to be, right. male and female. And that means that in Christ, we are made to orient to one another That's as right. men and women in marriage, but also in community. Yeah. And, and we need to get our heads you know, straight on this. I, <laughs> you know, super, super straight on this. No, not no, super no. straight. You know, this goes. But, so, I just want to do a quick plug here. So, I've started doing. I'm going to think I'm going to do these series every week, or I'm do a series. But uh, every week I'm going to have somebody on. But right now we're going through the idea of metaphysics. Yeah. And I just had a conversation with. Then that's what you're talking about. Yeah. What are you and what are you for? Right. And that's something that Christians have. If you go out and you try and Google and look for a Christian metaphysicist, you, you don't find them. Right. They don't. They're, they're not there. And it's because Christians have given up on this whole idea. Right. Um, which is why we have women pastors. This is why we have yeah. everybody's just so messed up. Which right. is why we're sending our kids to government school. Right. So we don't have a Christian metaphysics at all. Right. When as it relates to this, and so I'm right, right. now. It's called Knox plug go to the app get Ooh. it download are, are you gonna Knox? have me on awesome yes plug? i am uh, I was saying, oh, absolutely. i'm reading some john Searle right now which applies all i mean this, this, yeah. talk john the same Searle. play is being run and a whole lot of conservatives are doing this weekend and i'll just do this because i don't have enough time on my hands you guys just you know just send your hate mail to Waterboy. sure um but it's memorial weekend mm-hmm. and everybody's going to be celebrating all the men and women that have you know been in combat yeah right that is a shame yeah. A crying shame. Now, were their lives valuable? Absolutely. Were they made in the image of God? 100%, Absolutely. 100%, yep. um, but particularly the women that were sent to front lines in combat. We shouldn't have did that. That is a crying shame. Yep. And yeah. every man in this country ought to be ashamed of it. That's yeah. right. And far too many conservatives are just, yeah, 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 because so, yeah. we are pro-military or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just, you are swallowing the, the, the lie. Because we have a broken metaphysics. And now you're now you're stuck. Yeah, and we, we brushed on a couple weeks ago when I was on the show, but the way Hannity rolls out uh, Bruce, and then you also had the Republicans lamenting yep. some strand of whatever Biden was doing because women are out of work. And so, so yeah, it, we're right. now... So now we kind of take their narrative and think yeah. we're going to, oh, we're going to push it right. against them. But all it really shows is they've won the discussion. Right. Yeah. Like, they can walk off the field. It. When Hannity yep. sits down and has a reasonable conversation with Bruce Jenner, dressed up in a dress. Without laughing. Without laughing. Yep. Without saying, that's a funny clown suit you got on. Because you're yep. not really a woman. Yeah. Or yeah, or but, saying, how dare you insult women this way. Exactly. Then what yeah, you're doing exactly. is you're accepting the naming. If, he, if he's Hannity, naming himself a woman. If Hannity sat down with uh, Blackface Northam out of Virginia and For he... Real. And he had that conversation with a straight face with him yeah. while he's wearing blackface. Yeah, like as if he's a black man. I I would I mean I would get fear I don't get too much worked up about well, some of this stuff because the culture would be wants dead me to. Now. Hannity would be dead now. There's Fox Fox <laughs> would have been canceled. No one would but because right. that he's went too far. But here and, it's acceptable. And, 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 and we've said this many times, but racial difference is far less mm-hmm. than gender difference. And, and the thing is that's chromosomal. Right? Knox yeah. and I, we got a different amount of pigment in our skin, yes. but we are male, made in yeah. the image of God. We have far more right. in common yeah. Yeah. Um, than a man and a woman. Though we're still made in the image of God, it's all the way down in our genes and DNA. Yeah, and it's fascinating because they want the diversity to be Knox and me. Like, that's, oh, that's maximum yeah, diversity right, right there. Not me and a female. Right. That, or is it you and me and the <laughs> yeah. female because, is maximum diversity. Because that is where the image of God is displayed. That's mm-hmm. right. In the glory of that's male right. and female. That's, that's, really where, good. that's where the glory of God is particularly displayed. So they've got to find out some kind of other diversity mm-hmm. because it's a different God they want yeah. us to be made it's in the image of. It's inescapable. That's right. Yeah. This, this goes back to Latin, Latin Slogger's um, interview. <laughs> Where we were talking about how kind of Christians are kind of missing the boat and not not um, uh, being involved in politics and yeah. you know all, all that stuff, and it's because Christians have kind of you know forgotten the written word of God is being powerful in our lives and in the church and in, the, in exactly. this world, right? And that's why we're actually kind of ashamed of the gospel. We're kind of, we're ashamed to go proclaim God's word. In we don't politics. believe it's powerful. We don't believe it's powerful, right. and so we try to find ways to kind of. 
uh, you know, make peace or to, to negotiate right. God's truth in this world and, and politics. We think because our water has a little less poop in it. Yeah, Ooh, uh, bars. You, you you had to do it. You had to go there. <laughs> but I say the, the, the left, the, the, the left, or you know the, the hardcore progressives get the issue better, the antithesis better, and yeah, they're willing they to run roughshod yeah. over. It. And the That's Christians right. are just like, hey, That's just right. accept us at the table. Now, right. there's obviously we want to be gracious and loving and have sure. our answer season with salt and all that sort of stuff. And I think in our attempts to do that, we're right. willing to kind of sell the farm. But what we need to do is lean back in and just say, yeah, there's an absolute antithesis here, yeah, right. and yeah. you guys need grace, you need mercy, because at the end of the day, like what we're saying is true about reality. Like, like everybody is, knows you need male and female. And you it just, is for the good of the world. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Is you it, can't have civil, civilization sta- without it. Standing on yeah. this truth is because you love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And you're getting, you know, everything's getting flipped and spun and saying, you know, you hate your neighbor. You're a hater. You're a bigot. You're, you know, homophobe. All the rest, you're a transphobe. No, no. I love my neighbor. And I love civilization. And I know that gravity exists. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I, I know that there's facts about yeah. the way God made the world. And this is for your good. This is for your blessing. You know, an example of the word of God mattering. I was thinking about this after our show with Doug last uh, last week. On yeah. ganja. It's been a week. On ganja. Yeah. Talking yeah, about marijuana. weed Ooh, with was, Pastor Wilson. If you missed such it, a good show. Catch it. it uh, one of the things we were talking about a little bit with him, though, was the difference between sin, sins and crimes. And um, and one of the places where, you know, sort of the Christian libertarian impulse kind of pushes up and says, all right, but where does it say that marijuana that, is a sin? That marijuana a is a crime. Yeah, that's right. And, and Doug said, granted that, basically says, I'm, yeah. I, I'm actually pro-decriminalizing it. But that doesn't mean there shouldn't be any regulations related to it. That's so, what was good about his book. And so he was proposing like sort of this, you know, sort of a separate line, a drug court sort of thing to sort of suppress it yeah. without it being completely criminalized. Given, and he's saying, given where we're at right now, exactly. this is like, my proposal. Like, like yeah. let's not give a drunk another, you know, fifth. You know, it's yeah. like, like that's not helpful for them, especially, you know, when they're going to drive home right now. Right. Um, and, and we were talking a little bit afterwards. And I was trying to figure out like, so this is part of the fun and, and the adventure and the, the, the glory of it. God gave us a book. He gave us words. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's light for our path. It's light for everything. It, it, we, we need to study it and say, okay, God has truth for us here. And one of the things we've talked a lot about is it's not the government's, it's not the civil uh, magistrate's job to regulate uh, to, to, uh, regulate. to be preventative, yeah. to try to prevent crimes from happening. Their job is to punish the crimes that do. Um, the crimes that actually happen and do so biblically, mm-hmm. not just a slap on the hand, you know, not bad, bad, you, you know, you murdered 10 people. Well, you know, okay. No, no, like you're a victim of society, like, so we'll punish society. Death right, penalty, right, right. you know, like, like actually <laughs> yeah. make the, the, the punishments matter and stick. I would actually say that every punishment that our government currently doing is punishing society. Yeah. They're not oh, punishing oh, right. you. Oh, they're, 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 they're everybody's they're punishing everybody's punishing a victim just, of something behind them, and yeah. so you have to we punish just, somebody. We, we treat them like animals, and we stick them in cages. Well, just in the fact that if somebody, if you rob from somebody else, it's you versus the state. Right. Rather right. than the victim actually like, being. Just go put it right. Like yeah. biblical justice says, go put it right. right. Do yeah. the restitution, pay off what you broke, what you stole, whatever, and then you're done. Yeah. yeah. Like that's it. Just pay back what you're There's you not enough did. money in that. <laughs> right. yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. But my, my, as we were talking about this, here's an example that was like, okay, but what do you do? Like, how, what, what's the biblical standard for, for the, somebody who is the drunkard? Who is the glutton? Yeah. Who is the you know? Who is the pothead? Mm-hmm. Who is really doing damage and super rebellious and, super, and all this? And, and, yep. and there's actually a law. Turns out, yeah. it's in, in like, the Bible. It's, it's yeah. in the Bible. Like, yeah. It's like you know. Oh, I wonder if there's a verse about this. There actually is. And this is in Deuteronomy 21. It I, says, I, I, it's Old Testament. We if, don't do that. And Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy over and over again. Oh wow! It says, as it is written, <laughs> it says, if a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father, or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened him will not hearken unto them. So they've disciplined him. They tried to correct him. He's not listening. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him 
I like how it's his mom and his dad. They lay hold on yeah. him. And they bring him out to the elders of the city. They my, each grab an ear. He's like, ah. And they, they bring him out to the elder of the city to the gate of his place. So that's the, that's the public square. Now, yeah. They bring him to the magistrates of the city now. And they shall say to the elders of the city, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He's a glutton and a drunkard. Okay? I think pot smoking would be included in that. You said glutton and drunkard already. And all the men of his city shall stone him with stones that he dies. So shall thou put evil away from among you, and all Israel shall hear and fear. <laughs> and it's important, it's important to know that you know, the Old Testament gives us maximum and minimum penalties. Yes. So, you know, first of all, you know, it's like you really believe that you know, there could be a situation where some, some son is so rebellious, so wicked, that it would be just to put him to death. Yes, absolutely. Have you ever Amen. been to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. Okay. But, <laughs> I mean, but, have you been to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> but, 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 I mean, have you seen juvenile delinquents? Have you been to juvie? Have well, that's what I mean. It's, that's so, inescapable. That concept yeah, is inescapable. Exactly. But, but here's the thing. It is a maximum penalty. And so the point is, is that fathers and mothers absolutely have authority to do preventative justice. Absolutely. Right. Civil magistrates don't. And so here's a, here's a, you know, a little. And so does the church as far as that government's concerned too. Exactly. Yeah. And right. so here's, here's the point. In a more biblical Christian society, here's an example. Notice it's not the cops going after the kid. Yeah. It's the parents who are the magistrates of the home right. bringing their hard case, their difficult case, to the magistrate. Right. And they're inviting the magistrate to, to bring help. to bring a civil penalty That's to help right. them. There's an example though. The the family we we talk about this all the time, but church, family, and and state are three governments that yep. God has instituted Can't under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And this goes back to what we're talking about with Zach. Um it's it's modeled and this is why our country was modeled this way of sort of checks and balances mm-hmm. of a separation of powers. This is another place where God has instituted separation of powers. The church is word and sacrament and worship. The family is health, welfare, education. Mm-hmm. The state is punishing criminals. Justice. That's their job. That's all they do. But when you have a criminal and maybe you have somebody who's going up to the edge of crimes, but he hasn't quite crossed the line, he's not actually killed somebody yet, but he's getting dangerous. He's smoking pot. He's swerving all over the road. It's perfectly legitimate for one of those other governments to go to another government and say, would you help us with this? You got the sword. You got civil penalties. Can you help us? And presumably, it could be less than just the death penalty. Right. They, they could right. also, you know, there's places in there where maximum. you, you can yeah. give up to 40 stripes. You know, yeah. it's like maybe he needs a magistrate. You know, one of the things sometimes that, you just need to take your kid to the pastor. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we, yeah. we kind of we do this, but we don't do it in the right category. Right. So when you turn on a TV show and you see Maury Povich or you see Dr. Phil and then you see the person, the parent, bringing their child yeah. up there and saying, yeah. my teenager is out of control. Right. What do I do? I'm here to scare you straight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so, but that's one of the, the, the family government is saying, I'm, I've lost the reins here, but uh, I need other help. I've even seen yeah. mothers take their kids to companies and say, listen, yeah. um, he stole from you. Okay. I'm not trying to raise a son that steals. He is yours. Break him. <laughs> My right. mom right. did that when I was younger. I stole yeah. bubble gum from a yeah. store and she, yeah. she brought me back and right. Brought me to the manager and right. confess your sins right. and right, yeah. you know or or you know take take him to the um, you know if your but your your kid is is getting into trouble but it's not like quite cross the line yet yeah take him to the fire department that's have, right have the fire marshal give him a lecture yeah, yeah. put the fear of God in him take yeah. him to the police department have yeah. the police officer sit down with him and say you know where you're going you know what can happen yeah, yeah. um and that's that's 
That's actually a, a, a legitimate way that different governments can work together. That's you right. can invite another government to come in to take yes. over something. Now, you can't just give over your responsibility. No. You right. can't just give that up. There's limitations in that, too. The that's restrictions right. that you're putting on them. It's like, listen. Yeah. I want, <laughs> but, but right now, we got the opposite problem. we got a government that's bloated, the job of the hut state, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is reaching into all the other governments saying, you can't meet. Here's the fire code. Here's the, you know, here's the health code. Um, we're the nanny. We're going to take care of your social security. We're going to take care of your welfare. We're going to take care of your child rearing. Yep. Um, we're going to take care of all these things. That's not the job that God gave them to do. And when we do that, we, again, go back to the power of language. Yeah, Their right. providing and provision has created this job of the hut state. Mm-hmm. And it has completely run roughshod over the other governments that God has established. So this is, I want to, I've been giving like everybody's, what do you got your Bible open for? Here well, we go. it's a little late now, but I'll just say It's never too late for the Bible. Well, well it, it was this. And so even just from a hermeneutical standpoint, the fulfillment yeah. of the drunken glutton, what do they cl- accuse Jesus of? They say, son of, uh, John the Baptist came neither eating or drinking. You say he's demon-possessed. Yeah. The son of man comes eating and drinking. You say he's a drunk and a glutton. Yeah. So yeah. the accusation is, you're not the son of God. You're yeah. a drunk and a glutton. You They're should accusing be put to him death. of being a rebellious yeah, son. Yeah, you're a rebellious son. You're not the son of God. And so even as we look at Deuteronomy, yeah. Christ is a fulfillment of all those and things. And what they do, they put him to death. They end up putting him to death. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I wanted to. That was good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you can open wow. up your Campus Bible. preacher. He's here all day long. All day long. Mondays. And he didn't produce a show last week. I've been giving everybody. Three weeks. Plug, but the, the, our network is loaded. I just got to say, we have a phenomenal yeah, network yeah. with a bunch yeah. of brilliant guys. And, you know, uh, Glenn Sunshine, Pugcast. Uh, Pugcast guys, Thomas Price, he's another one I'm going to talk to with metaphysics. I mean, uh, the guy, he teaches yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and and C.R. Wiley. But one of the things that you have to listen to is <laughs> Glenn Sunshine on enchantment. Yeah. Because he goes through this and he applies this idea of enchantment beyond just yeah. um Magic that we think he's he talking about the words. Up, he brought this up in the talk last last uh, October in Nashville. Yeah, that's right. And Great he, talk. And so he talks about when you say that they use these words and they create. That's enchantment. Right. That's what they're doing. That's enchantment. But it's also the same thing they're doing with critical race theory and intersectionality. Right. right. They're they're creating this world. Right. And it's and so you have to go listen to Glenn Sunshine talk about enchantment. It's one of the most phenomenal talks. That's like one of their first episodes. Right. Back in the yeah, day. but it's also at the conference, which is why you want to become a Fight Laugh Feast Club Ooh, member. Get that talk. So you get that, get that talk. And their campus preacher. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Some shows. This is, why singing, this is why singing psalms is so important. That's when you right. sing psalms, you are you are proclaiming God's word back into the world. You're proclaiming yep. it back to God, yep. to one another, and those that word, this word, is shaping us. And it doesn't return void. And it doesn't return yep. void. It is potent seed. Can and these bones live? Yeah. By the, by, the, by the Spirit of God, they do. They do. It's because you speak to them. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Cheers. Hey, what, what's your show going to be on Monday? Uh, I'm working on Bill Garraway, actually. I want to uh, interview Bill Garraway. Is he back in town? He's back in town. Oh, awesome. awesome. I saw him. Yeah, yeah, he's around. To that. And, yeah. and so he's got an amazing testimony. So Okay. All right. Nice. We did not design a cookie-cutter curriculum meant to chop students into appropriately shaped submissives or snowflakes for the secular zeitgeist. We designed our curriculum the way we did because we want our graduates to be equipped to stand courageously against that destructive zeitgeist and to honor their maker and how they, body, mind, and soul, battle to save their communities and the entire Western world from our current diseased insanity. New St. Andrews College is not in the business of rubber stamping graduates for this particular job market or that particular career. 
We aren't happy unless our graduates are equipped to tackle any constructive cultural task anywhere, from courtrooms to hospitals to job sites to movie sets to the highest risk job and the most important setting of all, the raising and training of the next generation of immortal souls around dining room tables and in pews. The world may have gone mad, but it's not the first time. It has been saved before and by particular people, many of whom shared a very particular type of education. Augustine, Calvin, Jefferson, Churchill, and many lesser-known heroes in times of madness all had one type of education, one type of training in common. And it's the same kind of rigorous education we currently pursue surrounded by the rolling wheat fields of Idaho. By God's grace, our civilization will be saved or rebuilt from the smoking ruins. The men and women capable of such a task, capable of fearless joy and fiery laughter, all while undertaking such hard cultural labor, those are the kind of graduates we want, the kind we expect. They are why we exist and why we teach what we teach. So you might call it a major in world building or culture shaping or a major in saving civilization. We call it classical Christian liberal arts. New St. Andrews College, saving civilization since 1994.